Hello, Wilmers, and welcome back to your much-needed dose of podcast shenanigans. We've got an exciting episode ahead for you with a couple of guests that'll really help us usher in the springtime. So sit down, grab your popcorn, and get all your ducks in a row. And maybe give them headphones so they can listen too, eh? And let's cue that intro. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Slightly Underwhelming. Don't panic, I know this is a new voice you're hearing, but fear not, you're in the right place. My name is Gabrielle Guderi and I will be hosting today's episode where we will be taking a look at Iowa's campus garden, Peace Garden. Peace Garden is a sustainable garden that provides the Bloomington, Illinois community and the world with healthy, sustainable food. Since its founding in 2012, the Peace Garden has continuously grown, no pun intended. I'm sitting down with the current presidents of the Peace Garden to talk about the work they are doing today. Before we get started, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Emily Schermacher. <laughs> uh, and my name is Refugio Moreno. Thank you both for joining us. Um, and so what is your role with the Peace Garden? Uh, so currently we're both co-presidents. Basically we're just running meetings, events, kind of just maintenance of the garden, looking into everything that basically is concerning the student body and the, uh, the garden. Awesome. Um, and I know that I sort of touched on what the Peace Garden is, but in your words, what is the Peace Garden? Yeah, so basically the Peace Garden is a sustainable garden on campus where we use sustainable and organic practices. Um, and basically it's just to pretty much promote sustainability on campus and just make the world a better place and promote healthy eating and produce and everything like that to our students and community. And when you say sustainable, what does that practice mean? Like how is that implemented? So at the garden we have a lot of things that make us very sustainable such as rain barrels. We collect rainwater as much as we can. Currently we have a project undergoing where a student is trying to get a big like basically just a giant jug of just where we can uh, take water up from and just right now it looks like a well it mm -hmm. looks pretty cool but we just collect as much rainwater as we can we reuse things such as like old pieces of wood old chairs to kind of just keep things in the shed or to make things in the in the garden easier we also don't use any fertilizers or insecticides so we keep the soil as healthy as we can without creating any more of a, a larger carbon footprint. Interesting. And so the rainwater is to then water the plants, would that be in the greenhouse? Yes, correct. We use that rainwater for the greenhouse, but then we also use it on all of our plots. Okay. And what type of stuff do you grow? We grow pretty much everything you could think of. We have different types of greens like arugula, spinach, bok choy. Um, we have garlic in there right now. We've done pumpkins, tomatoes. We have a native prairie plot. So pretty much anything you could think of, <laughs> we've tried to grow. So it's really nice. unique there. Is it mostly, you'd say, then like vegetables or is there a variety of like fruits and that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, we have some fruits as well. We have blackberries, raspberries. We have a couple of service berry trees. 
a pear tree. It's still a sapling, but one day we'll be giving off mm-hmm. pears. Um, and yeah, a lot of fun, <laughs> lot of sunflowers. A lot of sunflowers. Yeah, and uh, like wild prairie flowers. And do those the stuff that you grow? Does that change from year to year? Yeah. So usually, what happens is we have a summer manager, and they kind of have the freedom to really like plant and grow whatever they really want to grow so it usually varies by year but sometimes the greens in the greenhouse they're pretty consistent but overall it changes a lot that's fun so it's always something new yeah (laughs) so once that food is grown do the students harvest it how does that work yes so we do work days every sunday usually depends with the cold weather and stuff but we get a lot of student help to harvest our veggies and fruits, and then we take them over to the WBRP, the West Bloomington Revitalization mm-hmm. Project, and they distribute it out through their Veggie Oasis program. Uh, we also sell a lot of our greens at Green Tap Groceries. They love our greens. Like, just about, we take them on Sundays, and by Monday afternoon, all of the bags that we take, gone. <laughs> uh, you talked about the Veggie Oasis. Can you expand on what that is? for us? Yeah, so the Veggie Oasis is a program that the WBRP has where they collect uh, fresh produce from farmers at the uh, farmer's market or from us or local community gardens and they basically just donate it to the uh, to residents who are in need. So West Bloomington is a food desert which means that there's a lack of access to fresh and healthy food uh, to a large majority of the population. So they kind of help aid that and distribute fresh, healthy greens to, to their community members. So I know you do a lot for the surrounding community. How did the Peace Garden start? So <laughs> I think that, <laughs> okay. um, so the Peace Garden started with two people who I believe are from Kenya. Um, and they founded like the Peace Fellows program on campus. And this will all have to be fact-checked, <laughs> by the way. Um, but I'm pretty sure that they gave the funding so that we could have the Peace Garden on campus. Okay. Okay, so I know a big thing about the Peace Garden are the bees. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so actually it wasn't until recently that we got the bees moved onto campus. We used to have them at our um, professor's house. Dr. Simeone just mm-hmm. kept them at his house and we would go in there and tend to them. But then it was just about a year ago, we actually brought them into campus and we have two big hives just right adjacent to the Peace Garden that honestly helps a lot with the garden and pollinate them. We also, um, it's kind of cool, having the bees on the Peace Garden actually made it so that IWU is now a Bee Campus USA affiliate. So it's kind of cool we have that certification. What does that entail? Yeah, so basically it's like we had to submit an application um, with the help of Student Senate, and pretty much now we're just recognized as one of, I think it's 75 colleges across the country that are like bee-friendly and to try to help out the bees. So That's really cool. Yeah. How are the bees doing currently? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we like to keep them in in our memories. Um, They're no longer with us. Uh, both hives did not make the winter. Yeah, it was just way too cold, um, and we're not professional beekeepers by any means, so kind of sad, but rest in peace. <laughs> but do the students, so the students are the ones that do the beekeeping, all of it? 
Yes, um, for the most part, it's like two-ish students um, who are kind of in charge of the hives. Um, and then Dr. Simeone obviously helps out, but mm -hmm. um, it's mostly student-run. So I guess this is for when the bees were alive, but is, how is that training work? Because I don't assume that you can just go handle bees. Yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, um, there's a class at Heartland that Dr. Simeone was um, pretty much offering to pay for through, I think, school funding. Um, and anyone who wants to be a beekeeper can go and take that class and kind of just learn about what it means oh. to help the bees and be a beekeeper. That's really cool. Are we still considered a bee-friendly school when all That's our bees died? That's what I was going to ask. We are. Yeah. We technically are because they don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, when this episode um. breaks, it'll be all over the news. Do you have okay. plans to um, replace the bees? Yeah, so <laughs> right now we already have ordered two new packs of bees, so... Where do you get them from? I, it's really sketchy. You kind of just, like, <laughs> order them online. It doesn't sound like... So I could do it right now? You could order bees right now. I don't know what you'd do with them, but you could have them. And they come in, in packs? I have no Are clue. They, I they, think it's, like, a clean plus, like, a few other little dudes so that they have enough yeah. to just, like, how do repopulate. They, how do they ship them? Uh, I think, like, USPS... Yeah, but it's just like a they, box. <laughs> are they okay? Yeah. Are they like flying around in there or are they are they sedated? Are they <laughs> it, it sounds Please. it sounds to me like they have no idea. Probably <laughs> what, not. Yeah. <laughs> they have no clue that they're in that box. Because uh, once you have the queen in there, you basically just have all of her workers just mm -hmm. swarming around her. Like they're they're like trying to keep her safe. Uh, so the bees don't really care where they are, so long as the queen's there. But they can live in in a box, being. Yeah, I feel like shipped. the bees once they get like get out of the box might be extremely hostile because they've been stuck <laughs> in a box going cross country. It's kind of like being born. Like you exactly. see nothing, and all of a sudden it's the world. <laughs> I think it's prob they're probably sedated. Like I can't yeah. imagine that they're not like either frozen because you know you could. That's what I was thinking. I don't know because I, I know, know when you get like sea monkeys. <laughs> I don't know if those are actual animals or just flakes of things that you're like, here's a pet. But I know that they kind of just come in a, like a package. Yeah. See, I don't think they come in like, like a macaroni dried. box. Like they, you know, uh, sure. To add yeah. water. Yeah, add hot water and the bees are just there making honey. It's great. Um, are you able to like track your package? Is it like on Amazon or something like that? or? Actually, well, personally, like us, we ordered from a local honey or a local bee man. And oh, so they don't have to go that far? Do no. Um, I think they just come from out of Bloomington somewhere. Okay. Um, so hopefully the person who delivers these is just coming in like, here you guys go, bees. Here's your <laughs> Here's two your packs. Bees. Do you know when they're going to come in? Uh, by early May, I believe. Ooh. Um, yeah, so we'll no longer be here, but... Yeah. Uh, Dr. Simeone will be, and so is the other couple faculty members who help out with the apiary and everything. So when you did have the bees, I know it was just for a couple years, but what did that harvesting process look like? It was basically, we held like a giant event. Um, the first one that we held here on campus was done this past fall. Um, basically, we just had a lot of students come out, we showcased the bees, um, prior to that, we smoked them, like, just to make sure that they were not <laughs> I not hostile. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just basically just to keep them calm. Prior to everybody arriving, we just took out the the frames where all the honey's at. Mm -hmm. 
and we get that ready just to kind of show everybody here's what honey looks like here's what where it comes from and basically you just kind of like scrape off these giant like piles of like honey and honeycomb that are attached mm -hmm. to the frames of the of the beehive and you kind of just filter it out and it basically just looks like it's coming out of a faucet oh it's really cool so you did sort of like a, a demonstration yeah put on a little show yeah we had like a whole like honey harvest festival type thing um where people could come learn about the bees get a tour of the garden and yeah and kind of help out in the whole process so it was really rewarding to see everyone there and getting involved so so how many hives did you say you had again we have two two how mm -hmm. much honey does that produce uh, a lot i think we had well over like two gallons or like two buckets of honey and we don't harvest all of the honey that's in the hive at once mm -hmm. because the bees kind of have to have some food uh for themselves for the winter or just for the season yeah you'd be surprised how much honey comes out of just a single frame from a, a beehive yeah and then once that honey is harvested where does it go we kind of just jar it and then give it away to anyone who's there helping I know last semester we also sold some to like students and faculty in the dugout but yeah it's kind of just like there for people who want it or if we're having a sale we'll sell it but yeah do you still have some we don't but there is a bunch of honey in the hives right now that we're planning to have another harvest festival soon. Oh. Um, so look out for yes. lots of honey coming your way so soon. Even uh, though the bees are dead, mm -hmm. the honey mm -hmm. is just in there? Yeah, oh, yeah, they left a bunch of honey. <laughs> they like did not eat any of it at all. They, so we have a lot of honey to harvest. Um, right now, what we're looking at is a honey harvest event on April 17th. It's a Saturday, I believe. Uh, more information <laughs> will come out soon, but basically we're just going to do the same thing we did before, show everybody what this is, how it's done, and then free honey. So currently, who are the people that are working hands-on? How many people are beekeepers, I guess? I think there are currently two that are still beekeepers, and then two more who are training to be the new beekeepers. Fun. Have you ever had any close experience with the bees yeah actually the summer that i was here working as the summer manager for the mm -hmm. bees garden uh, i was also helping out with the bees at uh, dr simeone's house and i think i went in there two or three times for just like we do checks just to make sure that the queen is still alive that the uh larvae are like there that the queen is laying mm -hmm. eggs and stuff like that and that there's no like there's these weird little mites that kind of go in and oh. ruin everything. So we want to keep those out. Yeah. So we just do like checks every here and then. And it was horrifying. <laughs> you're, you're, so, you're in this like little helmet thing with like the, the mesh net around your mm -hmm. face. But like truly your body's just vulnerable. You're just giving your life out to the bees, <laughs> putting it out there like that. Um, I did get stung once. Oh, no. Uh, it was the first time I got stung. So Is that, that was through fun. The, all the the protective? Yeah, I was just wearing like a dress shirt that day, so kind of oh. just like <laughs> snuck in through the shirt and just yeah. It it really I think it was after me because it went around and found directly where my heart was oh. and just like stung it there. So it was That's trying to, it was trying to do something. <laughs> Have you ever seen a bee lady bee lady on TikTok? Yes, this was I have say. seen that lady. Oh, is it the She, the like, lady? scoops up the bees? Yes. Yeah. 
It's so satisfying. No, it's no protective gear yeah. at all. She fears Couldn't nothing. be you, Refugio. It could not be me. <laughs> I, I fear everything. Yeah. How many times until you got sort of comfortable with the bees? Um, it was the first time or, that I got comfortable. Like okay. You, it's either you calm yourself down yeah. or you're just out there a nervous wreck showing the bees that, that you're vulnerable yeah, you to them. You can't let them know. Yeah, no. Yeah, because yeah. they sense it. They yeah. sense the fear. <laughs> you know what I learned recently? Did you know? Maybe you do because you have bees. But if you kill a bee, it sends out. Yeah, okay. I didn't. It, okay, for people who don't know, like me, when you kill a bee, it sends out some sort of like scent or something. Maybe I'm wrong. But to tell the other bees that you killed it and it will come after you, all the, all the bees. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's quite impressive. Uh, that's like a real community. Yeah. You know, if you get stomped out by some stranger out there, like you hope your friends come out. I know. <laughs> but yeah. sadly, we don't emit those those scents. Yeah, I learned that like a couple of weeks ago, and it was something where like everyone was like, "Yeah, I know that," and so I was just like, "How how did where did I miss that?" <laughs> but well, yeah. Do you get to know the bees? Personally, yes. Yes. Do do you... like like on a like on a. <laughs> Can you tell them? What apart? does that mean? Like like you get real intimate with the bees or? Well, what? define intimate. Uh, you can kind of like hold them in your hand. Like B movie intimate or no. like a like friendship. <laughs> I think like a nice friendship bracelet. Yeah. Like, do you name them? You can, but good luck keeping track of which one's Bob and which one's. Okay, Ted. so you don't really know them that well. Not really. Um, you know the queen. The queen. Did Plus you name all the queen? Matters. Uh, the queen. Okay. Oh, that's the name. That's the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, I'm really bad with names, uh, like giving things names. I have a bunch of plants at home, and it's taken me forever to give any of them names. So I'm scared to have children. Yeah, because then you get attached, and you don't want to get attached to your children. Yeah, no. <laughs> so you plant a lot of things throughout the year. What is your favorite thing to plant and to consume? From the garden. Doesn't I, have to be the same for each component. I personally love tomatoes. So, like, seeing all the cool, like, varieties of tomatoes that you can choose. Like, they have, like, zebra tomatoes and Ooh, chocolate tomatoes. Mean? And, like, I don't even know. They're just, like, weird varieties. And I just love tasting all the different varieties of tomatoes. I just think they're so cool. So, What do zebra tomatoes taste like? Just, like, a tomato. I think it's... <laughs> I don't even, they barely taste any different than other tomatoes. It's just the name. Yeah, it's just the cool name. They have like a, like a stripey, like skin on the outside. So. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing is we have these little cucumber looking things. They're called sour Mexican gherkins. Ooh. And they're, they just look like tiny watermelons, like just about an inch or two long. Um, and they just grow like crazy vines. Uh, so we, grow them in kind of like a little corner in the garden but every year they always start crawling all over the place and you get maybe around 200 like of these little watermelon things and it just tastes amazing it's like if you popped a little tiny cucumber in your mouth and as soon as you bite into it you get like a little hint of lime and it's magical i started growing some of them in my house because i would like to have some of them <laughs> um yeah do you both outside the peace garden have a garden of your own i do i pretty much live in a jungle in my room <laughs> i think i have like 
20 plants in there right now, but I like have been starting some seeds as well for like produce and like vegetables and all that good stuff. So nice. Yeah, just this yeah. year I started growing a bunch of stuff. Um, apart aside from like house plants, I have like mm-hmm. I have like 10 house plants right now. But like I also started growing those gherkins and I started growing growing my own sunflowers, and it's insane how fast things grow. Yeah. You just give them sun and some water, and you have a living thing in front mm-hmm. of you. <laughs> Do you grow them from... Okay, I cannot get things to grow if they're just seeds. Do you grow them from seeds or from the little sap? How do you how do you make them grow, I guess? Yeah, so... Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't. It depends on, like, what it is. So, like, native seeds are incredibly difficult to start because, like, pretty much they like... <laughs> It's going to sound weird, but they like the abuse. Like, they have to have, like, <laughs> what? they have to be, like, in the fridge for 60 days, then in a warm temperature for what? 60 days, and then wet for, like, this. Or sometimes you have to use, like, sandpaper to get them, like, oh my I don't know, texturized. But anyway, those are hard. But for other ones, I think the key <laughs> is to, like, have a consistent watering schedule um, to make sure it has sunlight. And a lot of times, like, having warmth, like, underneath, like, a mm-hmm. little warming mat is like really helpful to oh. get them to grow. So that's yeah. good to know. I say never be afraid of watering, like overwatering mm-hmm. when they're just seeds. So okay. like definitely just drench them. My rule of thumb is basically just water when they're like little seeds or little saplings, just water them every day. Mm-hmm. Put them in front of the sun if you can. Definitely helps. Okay. Cause I don't know if I've ever been successful <laughs> growing things from seeds. So you said it was the native ones that take more work? Yeah. I'd expect it to be the opposite. I know. It's it's really weird because you'd think like, oh, it's native. Just like yeah, throw just it outside. <laughs> um, but because they're used to like being out in like Illinois climate or something like crazy like oh. that, they need like the cold snap and then the warm snap and oh. all that like crazy that stuff. So like trying to like artificially like get that to happen is like really hard. So yeah. Yeah. Besides all the things that you do plant... What is something that is not in the Peace Garden that you wish was? See, I really wish we had something like a mango tree. I know that's like not physically possible for Illinois, but mangoes are just the absolute best. And if we got a little mango tree, I think I would be at home. Yeah. What about you, Emily? I'd probably say I agree. Like some more fruit stuff in there Mm -hmm. would be really cool. Because right now we have berries, but like, I don't know. I think kumquats, like, grow. <laughs> I love the word kumquat. <laughs> I think they grow well in Illinois. I don't know. Maybe not. But it'd be kind of cool to have more fruits in the garden. Yeah. I agree with both of you. I love mangoes. Yes. Be great. They're so good. Peaches. Oh, we have those peaches just outside of the gates. Yes. What? There's, There's peach, peach trees. trees. Oh. When do they, when are they good? Like, fallish. Oh. It was like late August. I feel, like I, I feel like I talked to you about this because I got stung on oh, my finger. I thought you were talking about apricots. Oh. Is that <laughs> a different thing? Uh, yeah, they're different. Yeah. Well, I know I know the fruits are different, but mm-hmm. was that like a separate conversation about apricots? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there used to be an apricot tree and I went to find it and then it was gone. So. <laughs> okay. Darn it. I missed peach season they weren't that good i'll be honest okay. you didn't miss i feel much. i feel better they were then. pretty good i don't know about 
I guess I was the only one that really <laughs> liked them. The only one that liked it. Yeah. They were so tiny. They were a little sour. And they oh. were just like, yeah. eh. Moving on to another section that we have. Usually we have guests read something special that our writers have whipped up relating to the topic. And this topic is Peace Garden. And with gardens uh, always comes flowers. As you guys said, you guys grow sunflowers. So one of our writers decided to write a very creative piece talking about flowers. <laughs> Emily's reading this wonderful short story, so take it away. Flowers, a short story. Did you know flowers can provide a creative and charming way to send a message? For example, if you give someone a daffodil, it means, why Gregory, why did you leave me? I know things were rough for a while, but we always get better, don't we? Isn't that what love's supposed to be, some crazy roller coaster of feeling? You said we were gonna ride it together, Gregory. You said it, we were gonna ride it together. <laughs> then they might respond by sending you hyacinths, meaning, Casey, just let me go. Four years, that's how long I spent trying to make us work, trying to convince myself that I loved you, and I failed. I give, and I give, and I give, Casey, but you, you just take. You've wrung me out for every piece of passion, every ounce of joy I had. And when I was finally, completely and entirely empty, you were still there asking for more. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be valued. Why can't you respect that? And if you're having fun, mix things up by sending some marigolds their way to say, there you go again, always blaming me. Like it's my fault you're unhappy. Like it's my fault you never bothered to do anything with your life. I never told you to abandon knitting and get a job at Ace Hardware. I know you've convinced yourself I'm some sort of monster on a mission to crush all your aspirations, but I'm not. That was your choice. You decided to drop all your hobbies, to drop out of school. You chose not to finish any of the stuff you started, and that's on you, Gregory, <laughs> okay? <laughs> all I ever said was that I wasn't sure knitting earmuffs for cats was a sustainable business idea, and two years later, I'm still the soul-crushing person, right? <laughs> This is bad because I don't like swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, I can just no okay, that's perfect. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> you, Gregory, all I ever wanted was for us to be happy and in love. But if you want to be lonely and angry and sad, fine. You go do that. I'll be waiting when you find your way back to reality. The party doesn't stop there, though. There are dozens of different types of flowers, each with their own unique meaning. With a carnation, a friend might tell you, Hey Casey, it's Jessica. I know we haven't talked a lot since I started working at Ace Hardware because Greg works there and he thought I was choosing him and a dirty lying traitor. But listen, you gotta chill with the flower message stuff. Greg showed up ugly crying to his ship this morning with a bouquet of hyacinths. He spent the first hour of work just sort of quietly weeping in the break room and when we finally got him to stock shelves, he ended up just sitting on the floor muttering about you and customers found it really off-putting. So, if you could just stop sending flowers altogether, I think that'd be best. Or maybe a lover might send you some roses to say, wow, just wow, I'm speechless, Casey. I heard Jessica already told you what happened at work. So I'll be honest, it hurt. Not because I believe the bullshit <laughs> you were spewing, but because I realized how right I truly was. I don't need you, and I never did. I wasted four fucking years of my life listening to your naysaying and your judgment, and I will never get that time back. But I'm free now to do what I want. I put in my, my resignation at Ace Hardware today, and now I'm going out to buy yarn, and I'm excited in a way I haven't been since I met you. Lose my address, Casey. 
The possibilities are truly endless. So next time you want to tell someone, see you soon, or fine, Gregory, you go live in your own little fantasy world, I can do better and I'm going to find a partner who is grounded and responsible and actually loves me, you lose my address. Asshole. Or even, <laughs> congratulations, send them a flower. It'll make their day. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, I need to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and now for our lazy writers who didn't feel like writing a whole book <laughs> on a on flowers we have a bunch of haikus that refugio is going to read for us today and please read them in an ultra dramatic way please and thanks we'll do our <clears throat> water life giving you can never have too much fuck my cactus died Gladiolus. Nah. More like I'm Madiolus. <laughs> Ow. Stop throwing things. Wind floats between trees. The earth nurtures and provides my own peace garden. Once upon a time, I had a potato farm, but I ate them all. Petunia pots. Placed precariously, pal. Potential plummet. My veggies are hot. Gotta cool those bastards down. Refrigerator. I could use a nap. Sleep outside under a tree. Be revitalized. There's definitely a few of those that were not like the others. Yeah, definitely not. Um, some sounded nice and peaceful. Uh, some definitely in chaos. Which one was your favorite? <laughs> I think the... You don't have to I choose one. I think the one. first one. I, I can really relate with the first one because... Uh, so I'm really good at keeping just about any plant alive, except a cactus. I'm the give, opposite. Give me you a succulent. Take care of it. <laughs> a succulent, a cactus, any of those things? Nah. See, like, any other plant will, like, tell you, hey, you know, I'm not You're doing thirsty. too hot. I'm thirsty. <laughs> or, like... Please save me. I'm drowning. But like cactuses, no, they just sit there until the day comes and then they're dead. I feel the opposite. The cactus is the only thing that stays alive for me because you just got to never water it. <laughs> yeah, isn't, I, I feel like, and I might be wrong because I don't own plants, but I feel like succulents and cactuses are like notoriously the easier ones to keep alive. Well, it's just because you care too much, I think. Yeah, I give too much love, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Too much water. <laughs> I'm actually the same way, though. Like, I can't oh keep a cactus God. alive. Yeah. <laughs> well. You guys are too plant-loving that you just let cactuses I have die. a leg up then. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're better than the co-presidents yeah. of the Peace Garden. <laughs> See, so I challenge you to a cactus-keeping-alive contest. <laughs> Let's do it. Bet. So, talking about bees, we have a honey taste test in front of you. Each one of our hosts and the two co-presidents of the Peace Garden we have three types of honey, and they don't know which one's which. One of them is a really expensive honey, and one of them is Kirkland brand honey, and the other one is Kroger brand honey. Mm. We're going to be testing them one at a time, and after, we will be trying to have them guess which one's which and see how correct they get them. Sorry. <laughs> I got it out of my pants. So how about... 
which one do you want to start with first? Because you already decided that you want the thick one last. See, yeah. I really hope this isn't like an April, like late April Fool's prank, because one of them just looks like mustard, one looks like bourbon, and the last one just looks like <laughs> pea. Um, but that is some thick pea. I would like to try the pea <laughs> first. That's so the thinking. lighter one first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. So this one um, is very light yellow, and it's. Mm. Not very viscous, is that the word? It's described? very watery. Mm -hmm. As described yeah. by Refugio, it looks like pee. It does. It does, but <laughs> don't does trust taste? that because it's pee if it was thick. Like, if you haven't drunk water for a week, that's probably what your pee would look like. It's like... <laughs> it just sloshes out. Yeah, it's like pee minus the water. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. like after you've had a wild night out on Friday and then you come back in the morning and that's what it looks like. All right, go for it. Sweet. That tastes like honey. You know, like swivel it in your mouth a little bit and spit it back out like <laughs> a wine tasting. Yeah, would That's you be even good. be able to like slosh it in your mouth? Oh, there you go. Like, right now. <laughs> oh, we don't need it. I don't really like this one too well. I don't either. Like this in the back of your throat, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is very much. Like it tastes very metally, metallic. Yeah. What would you say, one through ten? This is the only one I've tasted. I don't know. See, I really like honey, so I would give it a six probably give it a five like on a scale of everything i've ever eaten or all the honey well mm, mm, not relative to the other honey because no just tried like, it, but honey like in I've general in my life yeah sure five it just kind of tastes like normal honey but mm -hmm. so you gave it a a solid six you gave it a a five and then gabrielle you also five. gave it a five all right cleanse your palate with nothing because i didn't give you guys anything to cleanse it with just smack your lips a lot yeah smack yeah. your <laughs> lips the next one we were trying is a darker hue of yes, honey it's darker and it's a bit Thicker, like it doesn't move as much as the Ooh, other one yeah. does around the Kinda cup. I like this. Yeah. Let's see. It's more of an amber, I'd say. Yeah. It looks like that little gem thing that the dude in Jurassic Park has with the mosquito inside. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It looks like what you trap <laughs> bugs in. Okay. Ready? That's that's amber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sweet. Well, that's so. Smooth. It tastes like coffee. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's got. Are you sure that's not bourbon? It it got that little like lot, like burning taste at the back. It, it does. does. <laughs> yeah, see? Hmm. That tastes like coffee. Well, it's definitely fancier. I'll Is that, that just me? I don't drink coffee, so I couldn't tell you. But like, have you ever smelled coffee? Yeah. Does it taste like the smell? I don't really drink coffee either. Yeah, I feel like this is so definitely something you find at like a Starbucks. Ooh, that was my bad. If you like really bug like the cashier a lot, they'll mm -hmm. like, give you a little scoop or something. Like, you know that honey, not the one that you have on the counter, but like yeah, the, you know the honey. No, that, that's a good way of <laughs> describing the this. top shelf honey. Mm -hmm. This is definitely like if Starbucks sold honey, that's what it would taste like. Yeah, yeah. I do kind of taste sure. coffee though. Yeah, like, right when you put it in your mouth. Yeah, like that after that so it strange. goes away, but that's weird. All right, so like. Darker hue, the amber honey. What would you rate it? A lot sweeter, but I don't know if I like it better. Rafilia, what would you give it one out of See, I can definitely taste the affluence in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still not my favorite, like, flavor honey. But So I'll give it a seven. Or seven. So one higher. Seven. Yeah, yeah, one higher than your other one. Yeah. All right. What would you give it? I'd probably say a seven. I think it's pretty good. Um, nothing spectacular, nothing though. <laughs> pretty good, honey. Yeah, I... Mm, six and a half. Six and a half. So we have an average of the first one, like oh, wow. five and a half. Um, and the second one is closer to 6.75 or 7, depending oh, on yeah. how specific you want it to be. It, he did that with no calculator. 
<laughs> That's my four years of college education playing in my head. Ooh. I know. Crazy. All right. And the last one. This if you guys... one is fascinating. It does not move at all. It is <laughs> as like solid as. Yeah. It looks yeah. like it looks like, like a little crusty slime. applesauce. I think this, the fact that it's so unlike anything I've ever seen makes me think it's the fancy one. Man, that yeah. honey's whipped. Well, it's like it's not like, moving. It looks kind of gritty, too. Yeah. Usually, like gritty is like the unprocessed like organic oh, stuff so is that what your honey looks like from the the bees yes it's like crystallized kind Ooh. of it's really yeah. cool hmm. so um, just blend off the comb and see <laughs> so this thing looks like it's like cement. a blizzard you can <laughs> yeah like when they you, serve you a blizzard at dairy queen and they flip it over like if this thing gets in my mouth it's not gonna go down yeah <laughs> i have a, i have a feeling that this is gonna take a while for me to yeah. All right, go oh, for it. It's Try heavy it. too, just on the spoon. What's it looks like peanut butter once it's on the spoon. Ooh, uh, <laughs> is that actually honey? Like just like clay. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Trust good, me, but it, like it. It's tastes... minty. Why is it minty? It does taste like minty. Interesting. And it, it's it is very gritty. It tastes kind of like a sand mixture. What does yeah. it taste like to you, other than clay? Uh. Yeah, I mean, it tastes like honey. It tastes like bees. I think it tastes like the marshmallows and Lucky Charms. It tastes like toothpaste to me. Well, this one's a, a wide variety of... <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other two were more more concise in your guys' descriptions. It's very thick. Yeah. Like, if this comes out of you, like, call a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I like that too much. It's It looks like it's spreadable well now we're done with the tape as you can hear with them smacking of their lips yeah <laughs> yeah what would you give a one through ten for you see although the consistency of it is like i would say like bottom tier <laughs> the taste honestly you kind of go into it i i give it a good seven and a half i think it would really benefit from like a little cinnamon or something Ooh, but that would be good this is pretty good what do you give it? I'd probably say like an eight. Like honestly, I kind of like it. Like not for honey. Like it doesn't <laughs> really taste like honey, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say, Gabrielle? Honestly, a three or four. I didn't like it. Well, it tasted yeah. like toothpaste. Yes. It was very <laughs> minty. As a disclaimer, she's the only one that thought it tastes like toothpaste. But I kind of see it though, honestly. No. Like when yeah. I like the more when I think about toothpaste and then I eat it, I'm like. This could be toothpaste. If this is really toothpaste. Like, I hope you know I'm running into the store and getting some toothpaste. Yeah, I think because it is honey, as I am telling you from the bottom of my heart, you mm. can trust me or not. Mm -hmm. um, I don't okay. think this would be too good to brush on your teeth every morning as honey is basically just pure sugar, I'm yeah. assuming. It's good if you rub it on your face. True. It is. Moisture. Yeah. All right. So first, I'll have you try to guess the Kirkland brand honey. I think it's the darker one. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Um, why? But you know what? No, I'm gonna say the very thick one, just just to be the odd one in the room. Mm. Just for some. All right, so we have two people saying that it's the darker, it's more the dark amber one. one. Yeah, I don't know what the Kirkland mm. is. So Kirkland's the, from Costco. It's yeah. oh. oh, I thought it was. Oh, I'm thinking of Woodman. Back <laughs> back on topic. So two people for the amber one's Kirkland. One person for the thick one. Yeah. Um, let's go with the light, or let's go not with Kirkland, but then uh, 
Kroger. Which one do we think is the Kroger one? The light one. The light, the lightest. The light yeah. one. Yeah. I might have misspoke, but why do you guys think it's the light one? Because I think the thick one is the fancy one, so that would, and I think the dark one is Kirkland. So yeah. That was just process of elimination at this point. I've guilty. I have bought uh, Kroger brand honey. And it, it, it kind of just looks like that. Yeah, there's really nothing yeah. fancy about it. It's just a liquid, and <laughs> it's got sugar in it. Awesome. Uh, and then the fancy honey. The thick one. Thick. I'm going to go with the dark one. Like, it, it, just, it just has that weird flavor. I'm telling you, you can taste the affluence in this thing. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that one. All right. Great. Well, for the reveal, the amber one, or the darker one, is the Kirkland brand. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Nice. Well, Costco is still one for one for me, so I'll take the it. Kroger is the light one, as we were talking about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, from these two, you can definitely tell the one that tastes better is Kirkland, as everything is kind of better as Kirkland rather than Kroger. Mm-hmm. And the last one is Manuka honey. If you've ever heard of that, I knew it was going to be Manuka honey because it. Once you said the thing about the face, I was like, this kind of feels like yeah. the lotion I had. Yeah, I've definitely honey. used soaps with Manuka honey, and yeah, I can see the smell. All right, and it was made in New Zealand, so this is really fancy honey. Wow. Oh. Last question. How much do you think this bottle, it is 8.8 ounces, costs? I'm going to say like nineteen ninety nine. Oh, no, I'm going for $42. $42. I already know. I already told me. you. <laughs> it is $20. Oh. Whoa. Exactly. Wow. Isn't that interesting? See, uh, but it comes I should in be on the price is right. <laughs> it is exactly nineteen ninety nine. Oh my god! Tax. Uh, so somebody's cheating. Yeah, somebody looked at the receipt. How? <laughs> somebody went to Kroger beforehand. Yeah, somebody's like, I gotta. I gotta look check up. out the honey aisle. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for playing our wonderful games that we had for you guys today. Well, thank you so much, Emily and Refugio, for joining us to talk about the Peace Garden. And we enjoyed playing some fun games with you as well. Yeah, thank you guys. It was lots of fun. Yeah, thank <laughs> y'all for having us. This is lovely. Yeah, look out for their honey festival that they're going to have near the end of April. Do you guys know what day that is yet? Uh, April 17th is what we have planned so far. Uh, we don't have a time yet, but that will come out shortly. Yeah, so keep a lookout for that. If you're interested in the Peace Garden, how would they go about joining? Yeah, so we have work days every Sunday at 2 p.m., Feel free to just stop by at the Peace Garden whenever, um, and you could pretty much be there and join on the spot. <laughs> There's no official process. And for those that don't know where it is, how can they find the Peace Garden? Yes, yeah, so it's right behind the Welcome Center. Um, you kind of have to go like past some houses, but you'll find it. You'll see. Yeah, just go east off of the Welcome Center, follow the stars, stay near and dear to your heart. <laughs> And soon enough, you'll find the Peace Garden. Yeah, if you get It'll lost, just, to you. just yeah. yell. <laughs> just yell. Somebody will come find you from Honestly, the trees. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming. It was so nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all so much. Well, Wilmers, it's that time again where we must sadly say goodbye. But fear not. We have more episodes on the way and special guests for you to keep an eye out for. Special thanks to our lovely Peace Garden representatives and Gabrielle for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed having them. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a listen. And as always, if you're new, give our old episodes a listen. We've got tons of great content for you to check out. Stay safe, stay healthy, and wash your damn hands, you private school heathens. 
See you next time. Slightly Underwhelming is produced by Paige McLaughlin and Seth Morgan, edited by sound guy Caleb Hansen, managed on social media by Leah Rosen, and written by Calvin Holliday, Lucas Heinricher, Zoe Hovde, and resident eye candy Stephen Lee.